Coming up. So I want to tell you today that all times is God's times. Right. Okay, you don't really have a time. And one of the things happens that causes us to mess up is that we get into the mindset, this is my time. It's my time, right? The, the weekend is my time. You yeah. Know? The nighttime is my time. Yeah. Whatever, whatever uh, a point on the clock or calendar you have set aside, you think it's your time. You, you get into your psyche thinking it's your time, but no, all times is God's time. The daytime, yeah. the nighttime, all of it is God's time. Yeah. In the meantime, it's God's time. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. In the meantime, is an expression often used to describe the period between events or activities. Let me ask you, how well are you handling the meantimes of your life? Join us for the message where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn discuss how the decisions we make in our meantime dictate our own successes or failures. Here's part one of the message, Leveraging the Meantime. You can, you can call it the meanwhile um, or the meantime. I'll be using those words interchangeably today. But I hope that you're really going to pay attention today um not that you shouldn't every day but uh <laughs> um but i think there's something here for all of us in this message because we all have mean times yeah yeah every single yeah. one of us mm -hmm. well you might ask me what do you mean by the meantime <laughs> yeah. well the meantime is that time in between events it's that time it's like from Sunday to Sunday, or with us, we worship on Saturday, Saturday to Saturday. What happens from Saturday to Saturday? Well, I'm going to correct you because we worship all the time. Yes. All right. <laughs> you got it. We, well, we have our corp, we have our gathering, our, you doing it digitally now on Saturday. I, yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah, for now. Thank yeah. you, dear. Yeah, yeah. And that's only just for convenience, but it's yeah. no different. Yeah, we could do it Sunday if we wanted to. Right. Yeah. And Man. so, um, but the meantime is, you know, between worship days, um, between doctor's appointments, you know, what the meantime, you know, yeah. your doctor, you go to the doctor, doctor tells you, give you something to do. And when you come back the next time, you know, the doctor's expecting you to have done what you had supposed to do so that she can continue to evaluate your condition. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, that's the meantime. The meantime is from one one time, one one tip of the scale. If you're on a diet, you're trying to lose weight or something. It's, it's the time between you was on the scale last time. And to the time you get on the scale the next time, the, the meantime, yeah, yeah, right? Uh, We're we talking about if you're in school, it's, it's one report card to the next. Yeah. We're talking about leveraging that meantime, you know, one, one report card to the next. And, it, and if you're thinking about it financially, is what happens but from one payday to the next payday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I know some yeah. of y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can get into a bind because of how <laughs> you right. handled That's your right. money That's right. in the meantime. Mm -hmm. All right. So we, we can make a long list of yeah. meantimes. We can keep, we can keep knocking, um, you know, um, ringing the bell of meantime, but I think you get the idea now. Mm -hmm. The meantimes. Yeah. What happens? 
See, really, it's in the meantime where we decide if we're going to succeed or fail in whatever endeavor that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that again to you so you can get that in your spirit. It's in the meantime. It's really in the meantime where we make a decision whether or not we're going to succeed or fail in whatever endeavor that we're doing. Right, right. It's, 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 It's not what happens during the game or at the game, from game to game, it's what happens in between the games mm-hmm. that sets the stage for what happens in the game. Right. Are you getting that practice time in? Are you in? getting that practice time yeah. in? Are you taking care of yourself yeah. so that when, the, when it's time for you to be at your best, that you are able to be at your best? Right, right, It's, right. it's, it's really during that time. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons we make wrong decisions in the meantime mm-hmm. Because we tend to think the meantime is our time. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we, we tend to think the meantime is our time. And I don't know why we come up with that, that you know, that weak conclusion, because it really makes no sense. Yeah. Because really all times, all times, mm-hmm. the morning, <laughs> the afternoon, the evening, mm-hmm. the weekend, the weekday. Yeah. Today, yesterday. The month, today, yesterday, <laughs> all times are God's times, right. really. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I know that. Right. You, you yeah. really don't have a time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, understand that. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not you, not you, not you. But God created the heavens and earth. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of a, a quote I heard. Um, I, I heard um, that that uh, J. Vernon McGee made. J. Vernon McGee was a... Uh, pastor from old and he he was well-known pastor on the radio and stuff and he's he's written many commentaries and stuff he's very respected but he said he said this universe I mean I'm paraphrasing I may not quote it exactly but he said this universe belongs to God so God can do whatever he wants to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he says uh you may have a better way but you don't have a universe. <laughs> Right. So when you know, basically, when you get a universe, right. then you can you can have another idea about the mm-hmm. way God does things in His universe. Yeah, when you get you know, one, when you get when one, you get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but you don't have one. So I want to tell you today that all times is God's times. Right. Okay, you don't really have a time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things happens that causes us to mess up is that we get into the mindset, this is my time. It's my time, right? The, the weekend is my time, you yeah. know. The nighttime is my time. Yeah. Whatever whatever uh, a point on the clock or calendar you have set aside, mm-hmm. you think it's your time. You, you get into your psyche thinking it's your time, but no, all times is God's time. Yeah. The daytime, yeah. the nighttime, all of it is God's time. Yeah. In the meantime, mm-hmm. it's God's time. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so we, because we get into this mindset to think it's our time, we tend to make, that's uh, that's the time which a lot of sin happens mm. because we are thinking it's our time. Yeah. That's the time where we can get distracted from our purpose, yeah. 
we're not careful, right? If we're not careful yeah. because we're somewhere in our psyche, we're thinking that we can take our foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. You know, Adam tried that once. He tried to, you know, take off his leadership hat and say, and guess what happened? The, you know, <laughs> your back started hurting. My back started hurting because sin came into the picture and it caused all this evil yes. or calamity to happen yes. when things was all good. Everything right. was good. Adam had a nice house. He was a nice place. He was living the Garden of Eden. There's yes. never been a better place on the planet than the Garden of Eden. Y'all know that, right? Mm -hmm. Adam had the best place to live that you could ever live. He was provided he for. He was provided. He, he, had, he had the best job yes. that anybody could ever have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he had the best wife that anybody could ever yeah, have. Yeah. Um, he yeah. was he had it all together. But then he took off. He relaxed for a moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and end up doing something that God said not to do. And cause all this sin and lost all of it. It yeah. caused the, the world, the whole world took to all of creation to fall and become um, and, and allow evil into the world, calamity into the world, pain, suffering into the world. Yeah. yeah. When God had yeah. declared it all to be good. Mm -hmm. So I want to caution you, uh, warn you yeah. that you don't have time. You don't have a time. It's all God's times, and which means it should be all used to serve and honor God Amen. every single moment of the day. Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge you to leverage your mean times Amen. today. Amen. So today we're going, and, and, and I want to say this because I want to put this word out there, is that we don't want to get distracted and neither be swept away by culture in our meantime. Amen. In our meantime. And so we're going to look at a greatly talked about segment of the life of Jesus today. Mm -hmm. And in this segment, we're going to see that there are really three meantimes or meanwhiles. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a look at each of the three meanwhiles mm -hmm. and see what we can glean in the life of Jesus and look at how Jesus handled his meantimes. Yeah. And I hope you get something out of this today. Man, I'm sure I will. <laughs> All right. So on your paper, write this down. What can we learn from the first meantime? What can we learn from the first meantime? Again, we're talking about this segment of the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let the scripture talk so that you can be drawn into the scene. I don't want, I want it to speak for itself. And um, I'll say some things about it, but we're going to read through. Um, so in John, John chapter four, verse one through five says, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Talk about John the Baptist. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who was baptized, who was baptized, but his disciples who was baptizing. So he left Judea, went back once more to Galilee. Pause for a second. So you're tracking here. So Jesus left Judea and is on his way to Galilee. So the meantime is in that time of travel from Judea to Galilee. It's the, right. it's the first meantime. Right. And then verse four says, now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. So Jesus is in the meantime of traveling from Judea mm -hmm. to Galilee. 
And he's now in Samaria and specifically a town called Sikar. And so we're going to see what, what, what we can learn from this first meantime. All right. Number one, we should make time to rest. We should make time to rest. John 4, 6 says, Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Amen. All right. We're just going to practically walk with Jesus here. So Jesus is traveling and he got tired. Okay. Um, Jesus, the man, he was 100% man, 100% God. The man in him, the human in him got tired. Right. And so he, he didn't say, oh, I'm tired, but I can, I'm going to press through anyway. I got to, I got to hurry. I want to, I want to, I want to get there in, in X amount of time, you right, know, right. you know, you know how we get, especially us men, you know, we, we traveling down to Southern California and, you know, and we don't want to stop, you know, we don't want to stop the rest. <laughs> we just like, no, I'm, I'm going to make some time up here. I'm, we want to drive all the way through, even though our eyes are blinking, you know, it's just like still trying to press through. No, we need to pay attention. There's some times that we need to, we just need to rest. Right. About to kill yourself and everybody in the car <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so here, Jesus in his travels, he got tired. So he sat down by the well to rest. Amen. So we should take some time to rest in our meantime. Amen. All right. That's the, that's the first thing we want to learn about the meantime. Mm-hmm. The second thing we want to learn here and about this first, we can learn from this first meantime is we should always be willing to engage with people. Mm-hmm. We should always be willing to engage with people. Look what it says in John 4, 7. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. He, he was tired. Now, now you, you might venture to say he probably was thirsty, too. Mm-hmm. So he was you, you might want to say that he was asking for water because he was thirsty. Mm-hmm. But as we read through this story, it's going to become quite clear. He didn't speak to her because he, and ask her for water because he was thirsty. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't his motive. And we, we, it's going to it's going to speak out as we, we walk through this. But I want you to get that out of your head, because I want you to understand he, he was pressing through his weariness, his tiredness and understanding that he came here to engage with people. Yeah. <laughs> he came here that his engaging with her was an act of his love for people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an act of him needing him being thirsty. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you today and myself. That even when I'm tired, I should make time. I didn't say take time, but make time. Well, that's make time to rest. But I should intentionally be willing to engage with people, even though I'm tired. That's right. That's right. Even when I'm weary. You know why? Because we need to love people the way that God loves them. We need to love people. In fact, Jesus told his disciples, love one another like I have loved you. Amen. Even when you're introverted? Even when you're introverted. (laughs) That's right. Even when you're introverted. I know it comes a little easier for extroverts. Yeah, yeah. It comes easier for extroverts. So she's speaking to me because she know I'm I'm an introvert. (laughs) 
don't, so, don't feel guilty. Oh, oh, no, I'm not feeling guilty. I'm just acknowledging <laughs> yeah, that I'm making this point to do. And it's not yeah. easy for me to do at times because uh-huh. I'm introverted. Yeah. I have to really muster up some strength at times to say, you know, OK, let me go over here with, with these people. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes I don't want to have nothing to do with them. OK. Uh-huh. And and so I this met this point really speaks to me personally. Right. Right. That I got to press through my tiredness. I got to press through my introversion. I got to press through whatever's going on and not neglect engaging with people. Yeah. Okay. So because that's what God wants us to do. It's an expression of our love for people. It's an expression Mm -hmm. for how God loves the world and he wants to save souls. And I need to operate like that. And Jesus is being an example to us. He was tired, but he still engaged with her. So he wasn't asking for water because he was thirsty. We're going to see. All right. So this moves us on. Um, And and let me say this, too, just to make it clear. So you you won't say, well, I engage with them, but you engage to engage with them with a frown, <laughs> with a rough voice, <laughs> with with harshness. So I'm let me let me stand corrected. You need to engage with people with kindness yes, when you're tired. Yes, yes, let, yes. let me emphasize that, okay? Amen. With with mercy and grace when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, just not, I don't want you to just check the box. Well, I said hello. It's like <clears throat> No, you know, it's all mean and rough, no smile, no gentleness. You need to engage with them with gentleness. And we're going to see this kind of come back later, too, as we go through this message. But this moves us to the second meantime um, in this segment of the life of Jesus. So write this down. What can we learn from the second meantime? Mm What can we learn from the second meantime? And let me um, read the scripture scripture that gives us the indication that it's it's the meantime. Mm -hmm. John 4, 8 says, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is tired sitting by the well. He's alone because the disciples have went into town to buy food. So the meantime is him waiting for the disciples to come back Mm -hmm. with food. So he's waiting there by the well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's the second meantime. All right. All right. All right. All right. And so what can we what can we learn from it? Here's the first thing. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are different. Mm-hmm. We need to learn that as a follower of Jesus, as followers of Jesus Christ, yeah. we're different. Yeah. We're different, y'all. Can, can can you accept that? Yeah. You're not like most other people. You're just not. Mm-hmm. You maybe used to be, but not anymore. Look what the text says here. In John 4, 9, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Y'all get this? The culture of the time was that Jews would not associate with Samaritans. And you can even, you can even take it a little further, especially a woman <laughs> that Jesus was talking to this woman. So because of the, 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 the time of the society where it was, this wasn't an appropriate thing to do. 
Okay. Not only with her being Samaritan, but also being a woman. And so she even knew that it was odd. <laughs> it was different, unusual, and it was countercultural mm-hmm. for Jesus to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And she asked, how are you talking to me and asking me for a drink? It goes against the culture. Right, right. We're different, y'all. Mm-hmm. Jesus was different yeah. and we his followers. So we need to be different too. So we might do something. And he did. He, yes. Mm-hmm. And he did all this in the meantime, he was doing countercultural things <laughs> in the meantime. Y'all get this. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, and and let, let me, let me give you a, a working example so you can relate to this in your life. Have you have you ever listened to what your coworkers do on their off days? <laughs> uh, you come back on the weekend, you know, on Mondays, and then you know they start talking. So, how was your weekend? And they start talking about all the different things they did on the weekend. Have you ever listened to it? Do you see how most of your coworkers do different things than you do on your weekend? The thing that strikes me the most when I'm talking to most of my coworkers, they spent their whole weekend without any worship time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't worship this past weekend. Mm-hmm. They walked their dog. They went for hikes. Yeah. They had picnics. They did all kinds of things. But I don't often hear my coworkers saying, they was at church. <laughs> right, right. When every weekend I'm at church. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying right, here? Yeah. I'm just giving you a working example on how you can even see that as a follower of Christ, you're different. Right. And then when they say, well, what did you do? And then you been, oh, yeah, I did this and I went to church. Church. And- Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So there's there's a there's a ton of other examples, but I just want you to start paying attention mm-hmm. to how other folks do different things than you mm-hmm. on their off days and downtime and whatever you want to call it in their mean times. Right, right. And right. we are different. So we got to spend our mean times differently than most people in our culture Amen. spend their mean times. Amen. Don't get swept into the ways of the culture and spend your mean times like the culture. Right. You are different. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, look what it says here in 1 Peter 2 9. It says here, but you are a chosen people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Yes. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The, the King James says for God's special possession, it says you are a peculiar people. Yeah. That, that's what the King James says. Yeah. All right. So, so y'all, if you, if you didn't realize it yet, you're different. Act like it. Uh-huh. Act like you're different. Don't <laughs> right. act like the world because God has said, I've chosen you. Right. you. You're my royal priesthood, the right. holy nation. You're right. my special. You're yeah. my special possession. Mm-hmm. So we're different, y'all. And I've taken you out of darkness and put you into this wonderful, marvelous light. Mm-hmm. And he says, so why are you why are you spending your mean times in darkness? Right. 
Right, right. I, didn't I pull you out of that? Yeah, you're supposed to stand out. You're the light on the hill. You're supposed to be a light on the hill. Yeah. And so why are we spending our main times mm-hmm. doing what the world does and not what God pulled us out of darkness to do? Trying to fit into that culture. Trying to fit yeah. into the culture. Yeah, but that's not what he called us to that's do. That's not what he called us to do. Amen. So we are different as followers of Christ. Amen. The second thing we can learn from this second Meantime, is we should always be ready and willing to talk about the gift of God. Mm-hmm. We should always be ready and willing to talk about the gift of God. Yeah. Look what it says here in John 4, 10 through 15. Uh, Jesus answered her because, you know, she said, why are you why are you talking to me as a Samaritan? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Jews don't deal with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered her. If you knew <laughs> the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got to pause on this. Mm-hmm. We got to pause on this because mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus went into his bag on this, y'all. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus went into his bag on this one. You know, Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and who is asking you for a drink? Jesus is talking in third person to her. <laughs> He's he talking about himself, but he ain't saying, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself. Right, right. Now look at this. He's not saying, I'm the gift, gift of God. God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look here. Jesus went into his bag. He started talking. He was talking to her in first person, second person in the, <laughs> the, 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 in the conversation at first. And then all of a sudden, the, the conversation shifted. He started talking to her in third person. Yeah. Okay, as if he ain't talking about himself. Mm-hmm. He he's talking to her as if he he's talking about somebody that ain't part of the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't him. It ain't her. It's this other person, mm-hmm. and and we gonna refer to him as the gift of God. <laughs> and right. Jesus went into his bag, y'all, yeah. and he says, and if you knew that, if you knew who this other person was, you would have asked him, mm-hmm. and he would have yeah. <laughs> given you living water. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus was in his bag. Look what it says in verse 11. Uh, Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Hmm. Ah, she caught it. Hmm. She must have. She caught what he was saying Hmm. because it's clear. It's really clear. He said, if you knew the gift of God, you would have asked. You would have asked him for your uh, and the one who asked you to give you a drink. Because she knew it was him that asked for the drink. So she connected it, even though he was talking in third person, that he was talking about himself. Mm-hmm. And so she replies, well, you don't even have nothing to draw with, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So she, she's 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 vibing with Jesus. And when we engage with people, we try we should try to connect with them mm-hmm. in whatever way that we can that we know that they connect with. So she, he said it in third person, but he said it in such a way that she understood what he was saying. It wasn't, it wasn't cold talk. She got it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she says, sir, the woman, the, the, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Yeah. Verse 12. Are you greater than our father, Jacob? who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his, his livestock. Okay, I want to pause there for a moment. So here she's, 
She's saying, you're, you're telling me that you can get living water, but you don't have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. She said, even our father Jacob drank from this well. Mm-hmm. All right. So she's saying, where are you going to get your water from that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. And Jesus was saying, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked. He was in his back. I'm glad you asked is what he was saying. Look what it said, verse 13. <clears throat> it says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, meaning the water in the well. Mm-hmm. You drink that, you're going to get thirsty again. Right, right. right. So instead of her telling, instead of him telling her where he, he didn't really answer her question. He didn't tell her where you're going to get the water from, but he wanted to tell her the nature of the water he's, he has. Mm-hmm. He said, the nature of the water I have is that it it's not like the water that you're getting. Right. It has a different elements. Mm-hmm. It has different um, components to it. Its nature is different yeah. than this water. Yeah. You know, he says the, the, the water I have, he goes on to say, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, mm-hmm. but whoever drinks the water I give them will mm-hmm. never thirst. He says the water, I want you to understand that I'm going to give you, I have water that will cause your thirst to cease mm-hmm. to cause your thirst to be quenched. Ah, quench life, y'all. Quench life. Quench life. All right. Living the quenched life. Amen. All right. This is what she's talking about. This is why this passage is part of the the foundation of our church here. He says, I'm going to give you water and you will never thirst. Mm -hmm. And then he says, indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. (laughs) She's she's tracking with him, but she's not really getting the level because he's going deeper. He's going deeper. She's not feeling it yet, but he's going to keep talking to her because he's going to show her the depth of what he's trying to say. Amen. All right. So she, she's, she's, she's still thinking temporal things and Jesus is talking eternal things, mm-hmm. but he's going to, he's going to keep talking with her. Um, and so at times when we're talking with people and engaged, excuse me, and engaging with people, they may not understand some of the things we say completely. Mm-hmm. We don't want to speak so high that they are totally lost. But we will have to do some persuading and some discussing in order to get them to understand some of the spiritual things that we're trying to impart to them. Right. We want to make the connection. We want to make the connection. We don't want to speak gibberish to them. But they don't understand it. We got to, you know, make it applicable to what, you know, to their life. Right. And so we have to be patient and not expect them to grab these deep things about God that we're trying to convey. And we got to use temporal things to help them understand the spiritual part. That's what Jesus was doing. He using this water and this well as a tool and a metaphor for some higher level or spiritual things for her to understand. And we have to employ the same kind of strategies at times. And so we got to be patient with them and continue to explain these deeper things that we're trying to say. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. 
Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time that we can get community from God. We can, we, we can get career success, but even greater than career success, we can get success in our calling. Right. Not right. just the career. Right. <laughs> All right. right. See, right. your career is, 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 is what you're paid to do, mm-hmm. but your calling is what you're made to do. Amen. Amen. All right. Again. Your career is what you're paid to do. Your calling is what you're made to do. Yeah. Thank you for listening. 